Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. The draft is finally done. Here and gone. Come and went. Now that long lull between now and... God. When football starts. June. Basically June. Late June. But we're getting closer. That was the first, like, absolute football event that leads into what we're going into for next season, so... I'm just glad it's it's uh it's past us. The anticipation was killing me. As it was a lot of people. It was gonna be an interesting draft regardless this year because there's nobody who I mean, considering two teams desperately moved up, I didn't really feel like there was guys who were there to desperately move up for. No, it's another I th- I'm, I'll tell you right now, um, I think Goff and Wentz have a very high potential to be busts. That's oh, what I, I think. Incredibly high bust potential. I That's what I think. I mean, I, I don't... All I can, here's, what I can, here's what I can verify for everybody. The person who I know watches the most and knows the most about college football is Mr. Gonzalez here said, I'm not really too sure I know about either of these quarterbacks. Which tells me something that they weren't even talked about on SportsCenter. No. Not, not until, really, I mean, until late in the year. And even then it was when more... When it was kind of obvious that they were going to be one of the s- small handful of quarterbacks to go out. Because the, 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 the NFL and ESPN feel the need to... Sell t-shirts, get people involved, and the best way for that to do it for the casual football fan is to talk about quarterbacks being drafted. So once again, they did the whole thing where they highlighted one or two guys. This year it's two. Um, one who is 16 and 23 is a starter, and the other one who played for North Dakota, which is not a Division One college football school. And he's not Steve McNair. So, I mean, they just they highlighted these guys. They pushed them, and they graded out the highest amongst the not, not really the, the very stellar quarterback class, not even a good quarterback class in my good. opinion. I, I, and I, I, I am be the first to tell you I'm not as knowledgeable about the college game. I've gotten there in the years. I just, for the longest time, there's too many teams, too much to care about, and too mm-hmm. much fucking up by the NCAA of not putting the right people in bowl games and um, national title games, blah 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 blah. Um, but in the recent years, this has probably been as far as your one through four round people. I think the class of the 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 type of player you're getting has been a lot closer than in recent years, where it's first round guys are, you know, maybe if you go back as far as even. 10 years ago, first-round guys were so obviously first-rounders. This True. year, it seems like... And in the, and in the recent years as and, well. And even in the recent years, yeah. I mean, but this draft seemed like... I mean, people are like, oh man, this guy's falling, what's wrong? Well, what's wrong is, is he's too closely graded out with all these other guys. And yep. other teams just... 
may have one little thing against him. Maybe one little interview question. Maybe one tiny thing they saw on tape different than the other guy that they had. I mean, it's not. It's nothing crazy. Well, it, it's it's what what happens when they do that with the two quarterbacks need to be drafted deal. Um, the draft starts pretty much after that. So you got Jared Goff, who's six foot four. 215 pounds. He's skinny. The dude weighs less than me, and I'm like six, six foot half an inch, and he weighs less than me. So he's he's going to the Rams, and that's let's just look back at their history of quarterbacks in the recent years. Um, Bradford's been hurt over there a lot. Quarterbacks get hit a lot. They did their own little turnabout this year, quarterback carousel on their own team. So he's going to get hit. So we better get ready to get get his ass kicked. Because that's what's going to happen. They're going to try to protect him with the run game, but when you load the box to stop a guy like Todd Gurley and phase out a guy like Tavon Austin, um, it's all in the quarterback. So the, the way it sounds to me is that he's going to start. So get ready to get your butt kicked, buddy. Carson Wentz is a bigger kid, six five, but he's also two hundred thirty seven pounds. He's got some footwork. You can see in his highlights that he's running away from people, but that's not Division One football. He's not playing in the Pac twelve. Big 12, Big 10, and he certainly isn't playing in the SEC. And he's going to be going against a bunch of guys who were huge and mean and fast and are looking to go get him. So there you go. Those guys off the board, number three was Joey Bosa, who I'm 50-50 on as well. Honestly, we'll see. We'll see how good he is. Um, Chargers made the pick they had to. I think that was a good pick for him based on what his ceiling is and what could possibly be of him. But I, I'm not, I, was I'm watching, I was watching a little bit of the uh, comparisons, <clears throat> and a lot of the comparisons seem to be J.J. Uh, Watt, similar type guy. Um, I kind of saw it, but I didn't see the explosive uh, big playability, the complete athleticism that a guy like J.J. Watt mm-hmm. has. But uh, I can understand some of the comparisons as far as size-wise, um, being white. Well, I think I was about to say they always do that. Do they have whenever. to compare him to JJ Watt because he's a white boy? Is is that one of the reasons that it comes out like that? Probably. We, I think we've had the conversation Watt. on the show before where it seems like that we've had people. That's mm-hmm. we kind of disagree that people want to compare somebody to somebody of a similar race. That guy looks like Wes Welker because he's short and white. Because this guy looks more like you know. Tavon Austin as opposed to Wes Welker, but sure. But but say what you need to say about him um, in in that in that realm. Joey Bosa is he was a good college football player. Um, he was on a good team. Um, obviously, Ohio State I think had eleven people drafted this year. They did pretty well total. <laughs> um, that's pretty awesome. Um, pretty fucking awesome. Like in, in a way, that's awesome. You know, not if you're on the team. Like you know, well, I guess if you're on the team right now, it's awesome because now you got a chance to play. Yeah, that, that it's might 11 hurt guys a little bit. Play. That might hurt a little bit. But I mean, JJ Watt wasn't drafted in the top ten, so you know, let Bosa get drafted in the top ten. Take the pick. I get it. Ezekiel Elliott um, going to the Cowboys. He's a pro style running back. Um, I know it's back to back Ohio State guys taken right off the bat. He can make those runs, so we'll see if it's there. There, He's going to be behind a stellar offensive line. He's going to get a chance to start, I think, right away. I mean, when you see who they have over there, 
there's not they don't have Derek top McFadden 10, top came 15, on, top came 20 running backs. Pretty decent, a but decent you, season. But you but can't expect him to do that again. I, he's only getting it. older. Yeah, and you can't you expect got, him to you do got that a, again. You got this kid coming in who's. I mean, you got to see what he's got. And if you got a good line in front of him, and you put some. Uh, he's already pretty. The pretty the, pretty stat kid, but I think you know he needs to put a little bit more weight on. He's six foot two twenty five. He doesn't need to put no more weight on. He needs to just get ready to get hit. That's what's going to happen. It's a different style of offense. He's going to be between the tackles more. Um, they can utilize him in the passing game. He's he uh, stepped that up last year. It wasn't a big part of his game the year before during the national title run, but you know he can. He's already he's adept at pass blocking too. When you play in the the system that Urban Meyer runs, they 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 have the quarterbacks that ran their sweeps and whatnot, and the lead blocker would be the running back in the backfield, generally, generally Elliott. So he's, he's, he's already got a head up on pass blocking and getting ready to do that. He doesn't shy away from contact. He's, he's there. So I think I'd expect him to start. I'd expect him to start. The two best picks in the first ten picks are Jalen Ramsey going over to the Jaguars and Jack Conklin going over to <coughs> the Titans, um, mainly because they had a top two pick last year and picked Mariota, who I think he got sacked like 56 times last year. He hit a lot. That's a lot. A so little you, bit of that was a little bit of Mariota being young. And, and We saw it yeah. with Brock Osweiler early. Mm-hmm. They talk about guys not, uh, younger cats, not reading the NFL as quickly. Um, takes them a minute to learn that it's kind of just a quick read and throw. And, and quick read, quick read, quick read, and he went through the same. Off he went through the, the same growing pains so. that Jameis Winston did last year. They'll they'll be better this year. They they picked a, a great offensive tackle at number eight. Um, that that's going to drop us down in, into the uh, next ten picks. And um, this was something you brought up. The reason Conklin was huge is because he wasn't the best. He wasn't the highest graded offensive tackle on the board at all. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about Jeremy Tunsil and what happened with him yeah. real quick. Um, Probably a bitch ex-girlfriend. Possibly. They're, I'm not sure what it was. The stepdad that they, they, they're blaming the stepdad. Blaming the stepdad that he's suing. Mm-hmm. So that's also a possibility. You know, you're going to hurt my wallet, I'll hurt yours. That, that maneuver but cost him about $7 million. Filming him smoking it's not, it's not filming His stepdad him. Hacked his hacking Twitter. his phone. He hacked his Twitter. That's been proven. That's 100% proven. It was hacked. Whether or not it was a picture of him is, or a video of him is not the point anymore because it was a video of him and it was two or three years ago where he was like 18, 19, 20 years old. Who didn't do a bunch of dumb shit when they were 18, 19, 20 years old? Everybody. In this day of social media, we should just be fucking grateful that we didn't have that fucking access when we right, were that age. Are you kidding me? Fuck. I mean, Holy shit. Or Think about all the shit that any of, of us... smoking a bong off a gas mask. Or, I've done that. Or, I mean, yeah, I used to do that at... at yeah, you, Adam Mahoney, used to do it in your room all the time. Yeah, you, motherfucker. But we'd have a lot of stuff following us around right now if, if that was the case. So um, Everybody. It, it cost him a lot of money. He's still a top 15 pick. The Dolphins didn't waste too much time in going to grab him. They, they were like, well, let's just do it. We're, just, we're not the Broncos. There's no legal weed here in Miami. So we'll just yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah. Exactly, but it was t- it's tough for that kid. That sucks. But then the press conference afterwards, where some of the the tweets that were that were mentioned about him asking his coach for money, um, he didn't shy away from that. He just said, "Yeah, I did." He 
basically said, yeah, he did. He said I made a mistake. And, and, and they said, ago. well, did you ask? They tried to get him to clarify. And he goes, well, if you're asking if I did that, yes, I did. So you're like, okay. But what does he owe Ole Miss anymore? Not much. They can't get him in trouble either, so it's like... There's nothing they can do to him. No. But you know what? That's that's the NCAA and everybody else not, you know, figuring out some kind of rule system where they could go back on guys like that because coaches do it too. Mm-hmm. Coaches get programs in trouble and then they go, okay, whoops. Well, I'm quitting and I'm going somewhere else. I liked Vernon Hargraves going to the Bucks. That was the uh, second defensive back taken in the draft, I believe. And I am a I am a Gators guy. He, in my opinion, he was the second best corner on the on the board. Uh, Jalen Ramsey being the number one by far. Um, then you then you kind of look at the rest of that. It's a that's where kind of the generic part is. There's def, there's defensive end Shaq Lawson going to the Bills. That was pretty fucking good. Good for good for the Bills. Good for our boy James Wainer there. That's a good pick. Uh, Ryan Kelly, the center for Alabama, going to the Colts. Um, hopefully he can be the Jeff Saturday to Mr. Luck out there, the way that Saturday was for Peyton Manning in the day. You know he plays pro style. You know he's a big guy. Smart kid. Should be pretty good to go. Interesting one was Corey Coleman. The Browns are going for weapons. Um, the Browns got weapons to you know, put I, around RG3. I uh, was looking at the Browns draft, and they're getting graded. They're getting knocked pretty low in most of the grades I looked at. I saw that, too. Um, which I guess, if I was gonna say anything, I mean, I, you know, I would have probably put them at around a B minus to a B. I didn't think they had a horrible draft. I didn't think it was a great draft, but they kind of made do with all of those picks they got. Um, I think so. They 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 put a lot of talent, at least a lot of you know, half decent talent on that squad. Guys who can pan out. Um, on that team, depending on what happens with RG3. Um, they took another quarterback to try and develop if RG3 doesn't work out, mm-hmm. which is probably smart for them. Which was the quarterback they took again? Uh, why are you asking? What draft was it? What round was it? Uh, I think it was the fourth. Fourth round? I got it right here. I've already got it up. Uh, Joel? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not him. Well... Either way, they um, they did. I think they they filled a lot of holes in their roster. Um, they went kind of everywhere. They did go five wide receivers, which is freaking crazy. I can't believe that they took that many wide receivers. But that being said, it's not like they took them all early. It's so not like they have a, a huge stable of amazing wide receivers on their football. They're team only anyway. decent wide receiver left, so they they needed to. They needed to bring some, some people in. They needed to bring some people in. Is that right? No, he's gone, Doug. Oh. They took Cody, Cody Kessler. Kessler from USC. <laughs> that might have been their dumbest pick. Maybe that's why they graded so low. Because Cody Kessler ain't shit. That that ain't going to do very well for him. Um, I like that they got some weapons for him, though. They, they, they believe in RG3. They're going to roll with him. So at least that's where they're at. Now, whether that pans out or not, no one can say. Oh, you can only guess. You can only guess. Going from there, the 21st pick was Will Fuller, the kid out of Notre Dame, wide receiver to the Texans. The Texans also put some weapons around Mr. Brock Osweiler, um, looking to give him those weapons. Uh, Braxton Miller from Ohio State was also picked up by them. He's an interesting pick to me. 
because he was able to show sh- uh, signs of playmaking as a receiver last year in an offense that bounced quarterbacks around. You know, one time it was, it was Cardell Jones for a little bit, then JT Barrett got in trouble, then it was Cardell Jones again, then JT Barrett came back, and it was just, <laughs> there was just no consistency within that. But the guy, when he got the ball in his hands, just showed how dynamic we knew he was the when, he, when he had the ball in his hands. So that's a, that's a good one. Uh, Lacan, Lacan Treadwell to the Vikings out of Ole Miss. Devastating knee injury, not last year, but at the end of the season before, that would have probably yeah he would have been a higher draft pick. I think he was planning on coming out after before that happened, but he decided to come back rehab, play another year. Um, The guy made a lot of plays this year. He's he's a stud. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, they're trying to get you going. So hopefully he can make another step this year, and not prove me wrong, and have that guy out in Oakland be the best quarterback. Quarterback in that draft class than than it was. I mean, my I prediction. Would, for I would really like Derek Carr to suck. That would be fantastic. Uh, I, I am I am I am envisioning an injury this year. I for, hope so for Mister because that would Derek be Carr. So let's just get right to it. <laughs> Broncos trade up for Paxton Lynch. I'm gonna ask what your reaction was to that, Brian Silva. Uh. What I've heard about uh, Paxton Lynch is... Not what Gruden said. No, well... Fucking moron. He was on crack draft night. Um, Been up for like three days. <laughs> but, uh, I just... When we're not blown away by a draft class, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... Kind of disappointed when we move up to make to get a guy like that. It's pretty much all a, it's all a fucking roll of the dice, really. Every single year, but I was I was a little blown away that they moved up. Um, I was curious to where they were going with it. There was a lot of rumors that if they did move up, it was going to be for Paxton Lynch. There was and a lot I of rumors about a lot of things. I, I didn't think that that was ever really a reality until I heard that the Broncos had traded. They were going to move up, and I was like, oh, man, we're drafting quarterback. Well, we, I feel we 50-50 on it, man. I don't, I don't feel great about it. I'm not like, woo, quarterback of the future, because I'm really not necessarily sold on Paxton Lynch, although he was somebody that was made mention that the Broncos wouldn't have even had to move up to go get. There was a lot also of people are are patting him on the back, saying that he was going to be off the board by the time he got down there. And I the the rumor guess. that was that the Cardinals wanted to pick him, and apparently there was an uproar in at the uh, Arizona Cardinals draft party at the stadium that they were having because they wanted Paxton Lynch and didn't get him. So maybe maybe that's why we moved up. We didn't lose too much. We had ten draft picks this year, so it didn't didn't affect too much on that. Um, my my problem with it was right away. It, it it's it's basically saying Mark Sanchez is our quarterback. Paxton Lynch isn't going to play this year. Our first overall pick is not going to contribute to the football team this year on the field. In practice, we'll see, and maybe. Maybe we're wrong, but that's that's not just what I think. That's not just what you think. That's the consensus from all the minds except for John Gruden, <laughs> who seems to compare him to Cam Newton or whatever the hell he was saying. Um, he's athletic. He's big. He's tall. He's got a, he's got a big arm. He cried 
when he got drafted. So this is my problem with him on the whole Friday He's thing. pretty. This is my problem, okay? Because this is this is a fan base that's been affected by Tim Tebow and Peyton Manning, okay? So here's the problem. He cried when he got drafted, so every all those Tebow lovers and all those Manning fuckers are in love with him already. Like, oh, look at how happy he is to be here. He wants to be a Bronco. All that shit that... That fluff that has nothing to do with whether he's going to play or not. This is what's going to happen. Hopefully it doesn't, but this is one of the probabilities here. Sanchez starts to play poorly. His, his gun shyness comes back. He takes a hit and he starts wailing out like he has before. This fan base is going to be saying, put Paxton Lynch in. They're going to be booing him at the stadium. They're going to be chanting his name because he wants to be a Bronco and he's so happy to be here and all all that bullshit that people say like rarely does someone say man fuck that team I didn't want to get drafted by these guys and rarely does a, someone who gets drafted get dissed by the owners or the people that drafted him saying well we don't think too much of him but we drafted him anyway of course they're <laughs> going to say that they wanted him here that's a fucking name what they're going to say but this fan base is going to go shit house if Mark Sanchez starts to play like shit and there's going to be a Whole big deal about putting Paxton Lynch in way before he's ready to play football. Shithouse. 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 That is my problem with the pick. The fact that he won't be on the field and the fact that stupid, casual football fans, quote-unquote Broncos fans, are going to be ready to jump at the whole deal. They're chomping at the bit to say put Paxton Lynch in the game. He's ready. He wants to be here so badly. That, that That is the things, that's the kind of shit that I don't that's give a fuck about. That's what he said. That's the kind of shit that Ryan Silva doesn't give a fuck about. That's the kind of shit that we don't care about. That's the kind of shit that doesn't win you shit. Doesn't win you anything. Look at, it, look at anybody who's ever been that way. They never won shit. Very, okay, well, that's not true. No, it's not. It's But majority truth to that statement. Majority of truth to that statement. Second round... I want to go right to the Cowboys picking Jalen Smith, that kid out of Notre Dame. If you want to see a nasty knee injury, no. go look at that one. No. That's horrible. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, man. I don't like, want to watch it again. That one, I'm not going to show it. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> that fucking one, made, made me <laughs> fucking hell. So bad. When I saw he was going forward, Doug. Okay? Yeah. And his, he was running, and his legs slipped, but his body kept going, so the knee went here. Then he went forward. And he went all the way down there. It was it was horrible. There's nerve damage. There's a bunch of bunch of damage. Um, one GM and these fucking pussies never let, like to be quoted when they make statements like this. But specifically said he has no chance to get back to what he was, and he was a good football player. Um, I think they should have to name themselves. I think they should too. I hope he proves whoever this pussy is wrong. I, I, he was a great player, quite a talent, quite a talent. I hope he gets back to it. And, and proves that guy wrong. Um, go go ahead, Cowboys. Do your thing. And then Miles Jack, who also had a pretty bad knee injury, was picked up two picks later by the Jaguars. I have a feeling we're going to talk about the Jaguars in the top five here. Um, 100%. I have positive. a feeling we're going to talk about them in the top five here. Um, all this other stuff, Reggie Ragland to the Bills. I was surprised he fell as far as he did. Um, Alabama players tend to go a little bit earlier, but this year it seemed like Ohio State was the cream of the crop. But Reggie Ragland had been and is known as a good inside linebacker. So good pick by the Bills, in my opinion. 
Um, I don't know if there was any injuries there with all the information uh, that's coming out lately. Is what they were that's what it was. Draft. All, the, all the information that comes out so quickly nowadays and and such. But there's many people who are like such pretty a level, much like so much. There's there's people who have heart issues that play in the NFL all the time. Yeah, you just you have to. They just say you need to get checked once a year. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna have the offseason. Double check your fucking do a heart scan. He's gonna have the best medical care that money can buy. The heart specialists that money can buy. They're gonna be monitoring him, and he'll probably get checked more than once a year. And and you know they'll they'll protect their investment. But I I think that guy is a good football player. The Jets took Christian Hackenberg. (laughs) Good luck with that. That is not going to get you anything. Not nothing. Nothing done. Finitamas todo nomas. He's not gonna do a goddamn thing. Tyler Boyd out of Pittsburgh going to the Bengals. Watch that guy. See what that... Remember that name. That guy's a good fucking football player. And then let's go ahead and just go to our second pick. Ryan, I want you to tell me about this kid. Out of Georgia Tech. The Aussie. Good day, mate. I can't tell you anything about him. Well, let me tell you what I know about him. (laughs) (laughs) He did start for three years. He was a team captain. That's fine. Came over from Australia and became an immediate factor. Um, he's he's a strong kid. He's tough. Should have value in a in a three four and a four three from what I understand. They said he's they're saying that he's scheduled to play next season, providing medicals check out and whatnot. Um, he did he did have a bit of an injury, but his uh the process and like the way that he reads and reacts, he's still learning the game. So. It's going to be faster than it's ever been for him. Coming into, onto a football team that is led by their defense, a good defensive line, obviously a little bit weaker without a Malik Jackson, but not as weak as has been made out to be by some folks. Um, I'm I'm wondering if he's going to get on the field. He he had no he did have the knee injury last year, and uh, October 31st a big knee injury so. It's that was, that was a that was a pick that kind of irked me more than the uh, Paxton Lynch one did, and I'll tell you why. There was there was better defensive linemen available during that pick. There was just better guys that have that have played longer, that have played on better teams, that have played at a higher level. Um, Second year in a row, you've had to say such things. Yeah, it, it's un, it's unfortunate. You know, I I don't like it, but Jonathan Bullard. From the Florida Gators was available, you know, and he graded out the same grade as this guy did. But he's just proven more. He's just proven more. He played on a top-notch defense. He can throw him on another top-notch defense and make it happen. Um, Malik Collins out of Nebraska. There, there was better defensive tackles available at the time. We took, in my opinion, two chance picks in the first two rounds of the draft. Guys that probably, one of them hopefully won't be on the field again, or won't be on the field this year, and the other one just probably won't be. So we're we're looking at, we're we're looking at the bottom of our draft to find guys that are going to be on in, on the field, on the team, part of it right away. We're going to skip the rest of the draft and just talk about our Denver Broncos and our picks. Um, number three, the pick. For um, Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons. Um, 
I don't. I guess I get it. It was it was a pick that I think you know, in, at a position of soon to be um, a need for us because we're going to need to pick up a, a safety here. One of these two drafts, so I guess they decided to do it now. Make a David Bruton out of him, which is kind of what's already been mentioned, is that they have spoke to him about filling in that role on special teams. and He even commented on, on wanting to do that right away as well. So it's not really, I mean, not really too surprising that they'd address somebody in the defensive backfield. Um, biggest surprise, I think, in the draft, or for the Broncos draft, is the lack of picks I had that we had at offensive line and yeah linebacker. Um, well, we didn't two pick positions any I, linebackers. Two positions I feel like we were most needy at, especially since there was a big stall in quarterback talks. I thought, you know, that's why I thought it would be better to have quarterback stuff taken care of before the draft. Um if well, it didn't happen, if it didn't, ha- if we did, basically, if we didn't have a Kaepernick deal done or a Hoyer deal done the day before the draft, it wasn't ever going to happen. We shouldn't have been surprised that they picked up a quarterback in the first two rounds. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, but I, I think he was trying to. I think they were desperately trying to get the quarterback situation figured out. So it's not them being lazy. No, it's not slacking. It's hmm. just the shit. The just deal couldn't get done. It I just mean, didn't fall the way we wanted it to fall. You know. I mean, I, I'm sure at the end of the day. This is the kind of organization you want running your running your team mm-hmm. because, or the people, the staff is the kind of people you want running your organization, um, because they're patient and they're gonna get what they want and not just reach and grab and hope and paw for desperation. Unless it's the first two picks of the 2016 draft, Justin Simmons can play kind of the. T.J. Ward role um, is what he's is what he was known for last year. He kind of played the robber, kind of be up on the on the line of scrimmage, kind of hitting in the backfield. But he's also got cornerback experience. He's a good center fielder. He can he's got range. Um, so and then like Ryan said, we have to address that because we have one safety who will not be under contract next year, and the other safety who will be on the last year of his contract next season. So. There you go. That's, I'm glad that they, they addressed that. Um, the fourth round pick, I'm happy about Devontae Booker being picked up by happy the Denver Broncos. That. That, that, that I, thought, I, thought that's, I thought that's a that's a pretty good steal, I think. I think so, too. Uh, to get him in the fourth round was a fucking steal. So, happy about that. Uh, he, he's a stud. I saw him play a couple times this year. At the first half of college football's season this year, the Utah, the Utes, did you say Ute? The Utes were um, competitive football team. It kind of fell apart for him at the end of it there. But they were a tough team, and he was one of the reasons why. Devontae Booker is, he's, he's not a little guy. Well, I mean, he's 5'11", but he's 220. And he's fast. He's dynamic. He, he's made a lot of plays during his time at the University of Utah. So... Some folks haven't graded out as our second best running back already. Like, he would be backing up C.J. Anderson instead of Ronnie Hillman. I think that's a little premature. I think maybe that's something that could happen later on in the season. 
as well as him taking over the starting role could happen later on into the season. But we still like CJ. We still know what Hillman can do. We got to see what this kid's going to do right away. Um, is he going to contribute on special teams? Is he going to try to contribute on special teams? Or is he just going to want to be the running back, be the man? Um, Who do you think is the odd man out this year? I mean, that leaves. Juwan Thompson. Juwan Thompson? Yeah, we don't. He's done. We, we drafted a fullback. What, what does Juwan Thompson do for us anymore at this point? He might go to the. I don't, I don't see him going to the practice squad because he does, he's under contract, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, I don't think he has practice squad eligibility. No, uh, Capri Bibbs does, so you can keep him and keep him on the practice squad. Sorry, Justin, not happening this year. Um, again, <laughs> um, it's. I, I think Jawan's going to be the odd man out on on that one. That's a shame. He had some some good moments for us, but that's how it goes. Fifth round pick, Connor McGovern, offensive guard out of Mizzou. He's also played right tackle. He's also played left tackle. He's got quick feet. He's an athletic offensive lineman for what everybody says. They said that was a good pick for us. When you're when you're looking at offensive linemen for guys like us, it's kind of hard to. We don't have film available to us. Um, we don't go searching for it either. We have well, and other also to the do. thing that people so we got to rely people on people think is film is not actually film. If you had what the teams actually use as oh, yeah. film. You'd have something that looks very different than what you're than watching used to highlights say. from a from a live television feed. Yeah, it's not the same deal. It's not at all the same deal. He's excited to come over here. They're excited. I, I like I like that pick. I wish we would have had a couple more. You know, offensive lineman, maybe a linebacker, but we already talked about that. I would have um, liked to seen. Um, I mean, I really would have liked to see our second pick be an offensive lineman. I would have. I, 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 totally I, I felt like we were going to go offensive lineman, defensive lineman. We ended up going defensive end. Mm. I would have rather gone interior lineman on that, but um, obviously they got their reasons. They, they, we're, I mean, is it the, does it just fall under trust John Elway and not worry about it? You know, can you argue with the logic? He's not won a Super Bowl. He's gone to another one. And we were, we were talking about this earlier. Um, in the like day three on, like the twenty three guys that he's drafted, sixteen of them have been players on this team that have contributed and started and whatnot. So um, we're gonna we're gonna go with that. Um, sixth round pick was Andy Janovich, the fullback out of Nebraska. We finally have a real fullback on this football team from a school that's known to be using yeah. fullbacks. It's been five years, five seasons, I think, since we had an actual fullback. No more worrying about putting Virgil Green out of what he needs to do. He can focus on being a tight end. Um, you don't usually carry more than two fullbacks. Um, he can, in, in this NFL, not you mostly NFL. don't even carry a fullback. Well, very few teams incorporate that, exactly. But he also has had big plays in the passing game. He's made big runs, too. And he's a contributor on special teams, Gary Kubiak. As you said earlier this week, loves guys who do multiple things. So I expect to see him on the special teams field as well. Right off the bat, Will Parks, another safety out of Arizona. A rangy guy. Um, I think he's a little bit bigger than Justin Simmons is, but just just another body. We're, we're, I, think, I think we're really looking at this draft, I think. What I'm trying to convince myself and why I was so frustrated was like we're looking to f- like fill special teams holes. Um that's we're getting these guys who might be able to contribute other ways, but right now they're going to come out and, and do special team stuff. And our seventh round pick, of all these guys, 
this is the one, if you asked me, who's going to be on the field the most next year? And I shouldn't say most because punters aren't on the field that much. But who's going to be start? Who has the best chance to start? I think it's the punter. I think it's the punter, man. Riley Dixon out of Syracuse. 88 fair catches in the past three years. Averaging right under 44 yards a kick in a dome. Dome type of setting. Um, here he's going to have help of the elevation. Here he's going to have help of the defense putting the offense in better positions. Um, so when when he does come on the punt, they shouldn't be pinned back from too far, um, you know, on their side of the uh, of the field. So you know, closer to to the end zone. And he's a good directional kicker, from what everybody says about him. From what everybody says about him. And there was four punters drafted in the seventh round, so we weren't the only guys that did it. Well, you know who we weren't. Guys who moved up to get a kicker. Tampa Bay? Yeah, that wasn't us. So, I don't, I guess I don't really understand that. I don't think anybody was eyeballing that kid, so. He's supposed to be, there's a kid out of Florida State, if I remember. Yep. He's the best kicker people have seen in years. So, if, it, if he's there on their team for 10, 10 years and he's got a 92% field goal com- completion rate, then, great you, pick. then you did a great job. If he doesn't, then you wasted a pick. But that's that's the risk you take in a draft. But I think what, what Ryan means here is you take a bigger risk when you're moving up to draft a kicker. You take a bigger risk moving up, period, um, I always think. I think moving up can be dangerous. You give up a lot usually to move up um, because you're getting around those. You're Usually you're handing out those mid-round picks. A lot of times those are the guys make I mean. To be completely honest with you, that basically everybody from like about a fifth round pick up usually ends up eventually making the squad in about the eighty percent. True. Of those people who get picked. Um, True that. There's always the bust. I just always feel like you know, just like when you're drafting fantasy football, you want to make sure that first and second pick you don't have questions about. It's, I have no question that this person will make a difference on my team. And and maybe they don't have questions, but we do. So we're we're hoping it's stuff that pans out down the road. With that being said, let's get to our first top five. Ryan, I'm just going to let you do this because I'm pretty sure ours are the same, so just go through it. No, I don't know that they're necessarily the same. Um, So top fives are the top five, uh, basically, teams that we thought did well in the draft. Um. My number four or my number five team is the Bears. Uh, feel like they had a pretty decent draft class. Um, just a solid draft squad that kind of bolstered the team in general. Um, not a handful of flashy picks early, followed by a whole bunch of questionable late picks or just filler um, near the end. Uh, the Bears just pretty much a solid draft. My number four. Um, Buffalo Bills, Shaq Lawson, Reggie Raglan, solid draft. Picking up another quarterback. Cardell Jones, a bust. A little bit of hopes for them, but you know, we, we understand, James. We understand. They're just... They have a quarterback. We actually wanted their quarterback, so whatever. <laughs> so, you have... You have, you have so they got, they got version 
of the quarterback they have now, I guess. Tyrod Taylor solidified himself as the starter for next season, so no big deal. Since EJ can't help but throw picks, I guess. Uh, number three, San Diego. Um, I like what they did in San Diego. Uh, picking up Bosa was great. Um, they added depth uh, to the team in a lot of positions. Um, I think for the where they were picking, they did a pretty decent job in their picks. Um, my number two is backwards <laughs> the Tennessee Titans um, picking up Conklin was one of the best moves in the draft um, they abs- absolutely had to protect the quarterback um, picked up great defensive players and some more playmakers um, and the, the defensive players are playmakers so the Tennessee Titans did themselves a great service by helping their guy up front and then helping the other side of the line where they did struggle a little bit last year. Absolutely. So, And then my number one is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Miles Jack and Ramsey, um, they picked up that squad. I, I am blown away. I am blown away by what the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing. I'm going to call it right now, if you haven't seen it already on Facebook or Twitter, but watch out. Watch out for Jacksonville. I'm almost positive I get the feeling I'm going to pick them to win that division next year. You know, we've talked about this a lot over the last month as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars already being on the rise. And they made... I think they made the best picks. I really do. They're my number one on that. So I'm not going to get into it too much because I have the same stuff to say about the same guys. But Jacksonville, they're, it's nice to see a franchise kind of turn the corner. It, it is. And I feel like they're turning that corner right now. And you know what? They've done it through patience. Mm-hmm. They've done it through being patient. They've done it through taking the best players available. When they go, when they look at the draft, they don't, they don't just reach for guys. I mean, that's why I think that the Dallas Cowboys and the Oakland Raiders have been so freaking miserable mm-hmm. because they reach and grab. Now you're starting to see a little bit with Oakland that patience come in and start to calm down and actually start to sit back and pick people a little bit. They had a pretty decent draft themselves, too. I wasn't too I was, impressed with I, was, I wasn't blown away by it, but I think their first two picks were decent picks for the team. We'll um, see. Nothing, nothing top five numbers. No, but, nothing. We'll see. But I, I, they, we'll needed a, see. they needed a cornerback, and they drafted a safety right away. And it seemed like Al Davis just made it, like came over and did the vocal, Hey, yo, yeah. Hey, oh, I'm to my Donald. I didn't think in. they were. I didn't think they were going to go safety first thing. I thought they would go corner, because they addressed the safety issue prior to them signing the the safety from Cincinnati. I can't remember his name. Um, I would have said that that was a great pick because Reggie they were, Nelson. They were terrible. At, they had nobody at safety. The only person they had at safety was Charles Woodson. Who left? Who but I'm saying the guy that yeah. was on the roster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had one safety on the roster. That was that was their and he sucks. That was the leader on their defense too. So that defense is looking around for someone to lead them now. 
Um, so we'll talk about the Raiders, I'm sure, as we get into the rest of this year. But that's the top five right there. We're going to move on to our next top five. This one came about. Why did this top five come about, Doug? Whose birthday was it? Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Ghostbuster himself. Well, that'd be Hugh Lewis. That's a whole other story. That would be Huey Lewis. I don't understand that. I do not understand that. Because Ray Parker Jr. wrote Ghostbusters. We did get in the call. A new drug. Um, yeah, that's not Ghostbusting. But anyway, so in honor of Ray Parker Jr.'s birthday, we decided to do top five movie songs. We've done movie soundtracks, now we're doing individual songs. I did movies, like written f uh, songs for movies. It's kind of how I went about it. Well, there you go. That's not That's how it. I went about it at all. <laughs> oh, well, That's not a fine. Ryan did at all. Is it? It's a good thing I've been up since four in the morning and I've been passing out for half the show. Um... <laughs> Because I'll have to go first so I can take a nap. Um, <laughs> I have plenty of songs that were written for the movies, but if the if the movies in if the songs in the movie, then it's a movie song. That's how I interpret it. I went with once again like songs written for the movie itself. Okay. Too obscure in my opinion. Too too uh, too little. Uh, you'd be surprised. Okay, well surprise me then. All right. Uh, my honorable mentions uh, Bad Days by Flaming Lips for the Batman Fe Forever soundtrack uh, Back in Time by Huey Lewis in the News Nice Back in Time Just gotta get, I gotta do it um, That would count for the things that we're talking about Yeah For the movie and it's in the movie <laughs> And uh, Dracula's Lament it Just has to be a dick <laughs> And Dracula's Lament from um, Dracula Untold no. Interview with a vampire. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, Freeing Sir Marshall. <laughs> well, that's what's my next guess. Of course. Super bad. <clears throat> um, number five, Inside of You from Freeing Sir Marshall. Pretty much anything from... That wasn't from Sarah Marshall. Inside of You was absolutely from Sarah Mar uh, Freeing Sir Marshall. Get him to the Greek. Nope. That was, that was from... Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Sings it and get him to the Greek. Does he? No. He absolutely does. He does not. At the end when he's singing the song, he absolutely does. There's but originally appears... Oh yeah, he does you. He does sing it and get it to the Greek. Oh, does he? Yes. Yeah. But originally appeared, written for, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Inside of Me, like, I'm sorry, Inside of You. Just when he's serenading, like... There has to be... Part of <laughs> inside of you. <laughs> inside of you. Inside of you. It's just that part where like Jonah Hill starts singing it along, and you're like, ugh, God, this is getting weird. <laughs> oh, I do remember that scene. I do remember that scene. Yeah, it's like on the stage uh, on the, uh, you know. When they're on the vacation, <clears throat> yes. Uh, number four, because I didn't make my uh, Prince list last week. Uh, trust. Who can ya? <laughs> um, pretty much that entire soundtrack was written for that movie. Um, but one thing we talked about last week, you can't see like that scene where he's doing the uh, Smile Like Skies and all that jazz yeah. without that Prince soundtrack of Trust. 
Absolutely. Kenya. And he's handing out the... He goes, Money, money, money. Me, me, me. Where's the Batman? He's at home. Washing his tights. Washing his tights. So, um... Uh, yeah. Trust. Uh, by Prince. Uh... Number three. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Uh, the Ninja Rap. From... Teenage Mutant Trolls 3. I'm sorry, 2. 3 was a horrible piece of shit. 2 was a tolerable piece of shit. Um, but yeah. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Like, come on, like we all can't see it in our heads right now. Oh, yeah. I just, I've had a, I had a different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles song. <laughs> Ooh. But I did. And my interest is peaked, but... Yeah, you, it's the best um, It's far better than Vanilla Ice. Number two, the monster rap from Monster Squad. Nice. Nice. Seriously. I said nice. I know. Uh, and number one... <laughs> what the fuck else do you want me to say? Nice. Not nice. Suck. Suck. Total suck. Balls. Nope. Nards. Wolfman's, Wolfman's got, got Nards. Wolfman's got Nards? They're redoing that movie. I want them to be the Avengers of the Universal Monsters reboot, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> number one, uh, Mrs. Robinson from The Graduate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're the mm-hmm. one that's supposed to elaborate on that, not us. Um, <laughs> one of the most iconic... <laughs> what else to say? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. your number one because <laughs> Because it is. Drum roll. No, um, I would say um it's iconic of I would say generation, but I would say iconic of You can't think of the graduate without that song. Um it defined Or Wayne's World. <laughs> Thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's a great sequel fuck you but I mean like it, it's one of those like it ends with the ambiguous ending it I think it really did start the trend of like before that like I'm sorry after that like what did you have like Big Chill that leads into all the other big like soundtrack movies that we've talked about from the 80s and 90s I mean, I think Simon and Garfunkel's, like, Mrs. Robinson kick-started it. And it was written for a movie. For a movie. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Benitamas Toro? Uh, Ryan, you should go, because I got a bunch of... He's um, got... He's going to have, like, a of list that's so ridiculous. Um... I'm just not going to even do an honorable mention. <laughs> Here's, your list is going to be huge. Um, number five, and don't hate on me for this, but... No, Doug, you can shut up. Um, my Heart Will Go On, Titanic, Celine That's Dion. not the one I was going to punch you for. Nope. Because you know it was so the song for. made for that, that it was, it's like played throughout the whole movie like it's not just oh it's in a part of the song no it's part of the score like 
for most of the movie. I so, wish I would have said I could have punched him for that, but I didn't. Hmm, that's well, weird that you wouldn't yeah. punch me for that. <clears throat> nope, I know the one I'm going to punch you for. Somewhere out there, because that's my number four. <sighs> I was like, how did that not make your list, Doug? So I posted that like online, like yeah, a week, what was it, a week ago that I rewatched you the were already video yeah, and like to it and was shit. crying. It was all like, aw. And then when you made mention of it, I'm like, that's like the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Did you rewatch it? No. You fool. Yes. <laughs> and cry at the end of Toy Story three. Still. Uh, you wooden monster. Moving on. <laughs> a lot. A, a lot of this is just sort of. Just emotional attachment to some of it. Oh, somewhere out there. Yeah. I've got it in my head. I'm like, I'm going to cry. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it tonight. Uh, Staying Alive. Saturday Night Fever. True Debt. All right. Shit's Can't. legit. Can't deny that fucking bass riff, dude. Um, Can't deny that bass lick. It's tight. Number two. Much better than that. Danger Zone. Oh, man, I didn't. I didn't do anything. Motherfucker. How did I miss Top Gun? How like there's like four Kate, songs that were written for Berlin that movie. Could be yeah. <laughs> like Berlin's it made Kenny Loggins fucking like, famous again career. Yeah, yeah. Well, Loggins um, and Messina had a little, no, little yeah. Bit, but yeah. I mean, how it's iconic even for the fucking movie. I mean, if they make another Top Gun movie, you have to play that song again. I bet they won't. They fucking have to. They actually do. It'll be remixed <laughs> by Kanye West. Oh God! Not, not that, seeing the movie. That, or a that, Skrillex. That will make no. me kill somebody. And uh, number one, Over the Rainbow, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh. That ain't bad. No, that ain't bad. I can, I can, I can go with that. I like uh, good, good, good. Yeah, call. great. Good call. Um, um, so honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. That's, um, Here Res- we go. It's from Reservoir Dogs. Steelers wheels stuck in the middle. I know the song wasn't written for it, but if you watch that movie, tell me that song doesn't have something to do with that movie. Um, it's like the most. Tell me you can hear that song and not think of Michael Madsen yeah. cutting off what's his name's just, fucking. But the ears. way that he's dancing before he gets yeah. to it, you know, he's just dancing. Was that Tim Ross here? No. No, that was the cop. Yeah. The cop who I don't know his name. Um, another honorable mention um, from Last Action Hero um, by Megadeth, "Angry Again." <laughs> Love that song. It, it made the list. That's just 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 how that's gonna go. Another honorable mention from Mallrats. Um, Silverchair. First time I heard Silverchair. Didn't didn't know it was it was them. But when Brody's getting woke up, and he's sleeping in the bed, that song playing in the background is mm-hmm. called Stumped, and it's by Silverchair. It's just an iconic scene in that movie. Um, <laughs> I I like that a lot. I just like that song. Uh, another honorable mention: Robin Hood, Prince of, Prince of Thieves, Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you. I thought you'd have that. I thought you would too. Um, another that one. That wasn't what I was going to punch you. Rocky three and four from Survivor. I have the tiger. Oh, huge. God damn it, that's a fucking good huge. One. Um, another. I don't mention the bodyguard, Whitney Houston. I will always love you. Um, I'll love you too. One of the highest selling singles of all oh. time. That song was huge. Another one, Dangerous Minds, uh, Coolio, Gangsters mm-hmm. Paradise. Mm-hmm. That song was mm-hmm. definitely written mm-hmm. for that movie. Um, huge song. Uh, another one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Partners in Crime, Turtle Power. From the the first best one. song written the about, first one. about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That DMNT Power. T U R T L E Power. Yeah, whatever. I just spelled TMNT. You're good so. at spelling, I know. I 
it's just I spelled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shut up. You're good. You didn't, you didn't spell it at all. That was not, there was nothing being spelled about that fucking bit. TMNT. Let's not spell Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You need a lot more letters in the right um, Back to the Future, uh, The Power of Love. That's the one I picked from Huey Lewis in the News. Um, I'll be back in time. I'm going to get back in time. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that skit on Saturday Night Live. Um, Pretty Woman, It Must Have Been Loved by Roxette. Love that song. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not, I guess I can't be a closet Roxette fan anymore since it's out on the air. But no, I, love, I love Roxette, man. I love that band. They just, they for whatever reason, they fell off. I don't know what it was about. From Young Guns 2, John Bon Jovi, Blaze of Glory. That song was definitely written for that movie. You wrote the soundtrack, didn't you? You wrote, um, there's like four songs on it, yeah. Um, yeah, not not his best work, but that is a good song. I like it a lot. Um, this one's a personal for me. Terminator Salvation, you get to hear Alice in Chains do Rooster. Um, so, just a little bit of it, it's on there. It's an honorable mention, Doug. And I explained it better than you explained Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Just how it goes. Um, number five, an American and now Tale. Now the list, an American Tale. Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram doing somewhere out there. Um, it is a beautiful song. Um, I remember loving that song when I was a kid. I remember the video. It would start out with Fifeful singing it, and he'd go pale moonlight, and then it would it would cue over to the cut to Aaron Neville going pale moonlight. James Ingram, whatever. Said who it was. I know. Just pay some respect to a very talented man. I said Eric. And Linda Ronstadt, one of my favorite singers of all time. Anyway, um, number four um, from Eight Mile, Eminem, Lose Yourself. That song is incredible. It, it won a Grammy. Um, I know that there's no Eminem. And an Oscar. And an Oscar. I know there's no Eminem fans on this show except me, but he, he wrote that song oh, real quick. Right. Um, he wrote that hook in like 20 seconds. Um, he just he knew what he was talking about because he was just talking about his goddamn self, which he's pretty good at doing when it comes to Eminem. Uh, <coughs> number three, Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. Um, I love that song. I don't care what anybody says. If you went and looked on my, my YouTube, like most recently, it's on there. I put it on. It's, Celine Dion's it's, a good singer. She's a Jesus, a singer. man. She just <laughs> became a joke somewhere along the way, the same way that she's Ben She's got Affleck a ginormous did. nose. I don't know you know, what it's happened. just like, uh, you know, that happens. She married her manager when she was nine. I mean, no one likes that shit, but it's. She's. <laughs> but, he's, <laughs> but he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. So she's available. Is, she, is he dead? He, yeah, he died. Oh. When um, she was 18. That's when. when, when uh, on her season. Because 16. he was 96 or something. Um, but no, it's a, three. it's just a, it's a really beautiful song, and my, my had a friend who used to sing it all the time, and, um, I just, I love that song, it's very well done. Uh, number two, from Terminator 2, Guns N' Roses, You Could Be Mine, um, that the whole goddamn time John Connor's on his fucking motorcycle, that song is being played, the video for You Could Be Mine is, like, John Connor all, on his motorcycle. all about the Terminator, that's, that song was promoting Use Your Illusions 1 and 2, as well as Terminator 2, when that when that came out. Love that song, love that album, love that movie. And number one, this was pretty easy for me when we decided to do this. From the Boomerang soundtrack, Boys to Men, End of the Road. Um, the highest selling single of all time, if I remember correctly. Um, Boys to Men was awesome. Long live Boys to Men. Thank you very much for that song. Um, it's... 
very good song. I think it was written for that that movie. It was. It's not on. Good, not tell you. It's not on Girl. any other album. It's only on that. And you was out with that other fellow. Baby. <laughs> I okay. didn't care. I know you was just getting some dick. It's all good. It's just about loss and about being able to cope with it. End of the road, best movie song. Of what do they call like when we say like strange or side trim? Like what do they call like is it side dick? Is it what do women call it? Yeah, dick. Oh. I think they still call it strange too. Yeah, they don't care. Okay. Why do women cheat? Because of men. Why do men cheat? Because they're men. Moving on. Okay. Well, Our you, fault, not theirs. You know why women wear uh, 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 makeup and uh, perfume? Because they're shitty and they stink. Oh. Because they're ugly and smell bad. Yes. He's like, because they're shitty, they're shitty. I'm like, shitty. Well, you're. Okay. You knew what the fucking, you knew what the fucking punchline punch was, was, and, and you, you decided to say, "Fuck that, I'm reordering." You're like, steam roll it. You're like, because they're all bitches. It's like, uh, all right. Um, they're all sucky fucking whores. It's like, well, because they're cunts. All right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything after that. Not a lot else to go through on that. We, we spent a lot of time talking about um, the draft here. So let's just update the NBA playoffs real quick. Warriors are up 1-0. Spurs are up 1-0. Spurs won by 32 points yesterday over Oklahoma City. Apparently someone in Doug's circle was shocked about that. Let him know that we were not at all shocked about that. We're shocked that they lost by so much. Can we say we're shocked by that they lost by so I much? I had them in double digits. Maybe I didn't have them by 32. <laughs> but they should dominate this series. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I felt like they were going to roll. I mean, it's the West, dude. I mean, pretty much face it. We're all just saying, okay... It's going to be the Warriors and the Spurs, and then from there, it's that's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole season's been building up to is the Warriors and the Spurs. It's one game or is it a series? And the Best Western Conference seven. Finals. That's the seven. So it's a series. Yes, it's a series. Um, the Warriors won today. They won by 12. No Steph Curry. Draymond Green got another triple-double. Um, his first of the playoffs this year, but he had many in the regular season. Clay it was Thompson, a good day. Clay Thompson is stepping up uh, without Steph uh, Curry. Uh, He's had seven game or seven three pointers in three straight games. Needing to be Batman and not Robin, he's doing the job. Kind of proving me wrong. I didn't say he couldn't do it. I said I'm not sure if he can do it, and he stepped up and changed Which his game Robin? a little. Is bit. Robin three is a badass. All of them, because they're all not Batman. One of them. Have they made Batman. a Robin movie? Okay, shut up. <laughs> The Heat win to, game seven. To be fair with Doug, they haven't made a lot of any other movies other than Batman and Superman. So they've they've they've, they've remedied that in the last ten years pretty well. And they and they and they've tried. Oh, they've they tried. have Iron Man, Thor, not DC, not DC. DC's That's... just doing it now. And you know what? They don't have planned anytime soon. A Robin movie. Yeah, but they didn't. even. But they didn't. They're doing Wonder Woman before they do Robin. They're doing. Fucking Aquaman before they do That's Robin. true, they are doing an Aquaman. They're doing uh, everything we'll see else if Aquaman actually happens, before they do Robin. Uh, actually, the director of Flash just dropped out due to creative differences. And uh, the director of Splitting Aquaman. Hairs. Splitting Hairs. 
he win game seven. Uh, play, they're going to play the Raptors, who won game seven tonight. Um, the Hawks and Cavs start tomorrow. Is there any way that the Hawks have a chance to beat the Cavaliers? In a, in a yes, but only because series? the Aquaman director is getting really antsy about them. Is there any way that the Hawks have a chance to win that series? Go ahead. No. No. That's all you had to say. <laughs> no. There's no, no. I was trying to think of one. I, mean, I was trying to. I was trying to like sit there and like talk myself into the ability. No, I can't. I no, can't there's there's nothing to analyze. I can't talk my, talk myself into ha- seeing the Hawks beating the Cavs. I, I can I can see him maybe winning a game. I guess maybe. if LeBron and Kyrie get hurt. Yeah, if they both get suspended for steroids, then the there's rest a possibility the there. There there is a possibility, That's and the Raptors and. Raptors and, and Heat. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Heat's gonna win that series, but the Raptors could very well win it. I don't know. They both just went to Game Sevens. They're not gonna have that much time to rest. Got to get right back at it in a couple days. I I thought that the Heat would be able to take care of Charlotte. And Charlotte had him on the ropes. So I I thought that would be a much easier road for the for the Heat than it was. I I really did. I really did. Do they still have Larry Johnson? No. Oh. Not for a long. Grandpa's become a grandpa. Yeah, and he played for the Knicks for like the last like eight years of his career. Oh. So. And wasn't on Charlotte like since you know the nineties. So that's when I had the coat. He had a coat, ladies and gentlemen. He had a coat. There's a stern jacket, of jacket in fact. being worn. And here's an autograph for your little brother Matthew. I wrote it on the Scottish cap. Huh? 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 There's one more thing I wanted to throw past Ryan real quick. And I wrote it down, I just gotta find it because <laughs> I ended up not doing what I expected to do and write everything down. I just pulled my computer out and I had this shit written down somewhere and I can't find his fucking name. Anyway, there was a picture. Tony Stark. There was whose a, side are you on? There was a picture for the Miami Marlins who had a no-hitter going into the bottom of the eighth. He just got a man out. There was no one on. He was not in any danger, no situational danger. You know, baseball's all situations. Mattingly pulled him out. That's the second time that's happened this season. It is the second time it's happened this season. Not for the same club, not to the same guy, but it is the second time it's happened this season. I think if it happened the same club with the same guy, you're going to have some fucking issues with you, the pitching staff. Do you think he has any issues? Because I saw it, um, and the kid said, I understand, and Mattingly, like, turned, you know, and then he turned the other way, like they're both turning the opposite way. And you could clearly see that that kid did not understand <laughs> that he was why he was pulled out for that big, ch- big chance, big time moment. Something you're early, going, something early, that you're early, never early, something that you're never guaranteed to early in ever the, again. Early in the season, anymore. I think you need to let guys, especially youngsters, do it. I think you have to let them. I think you have to let, especially younger guys, attempt to pitch their no hitter. I mean, that's, that's that has to, that has to happen, especially early on. You're not saving their arm for nothing. I mean, it's early in the season. There's gonna be lots of time for rest. So, if it would have if it would have gone badly, and if it would have been a problem with his arm, it could be something that's recovered. You know, considering this is just April, and we're a long ways away. It's May now, but at the time it was just April. We're a long ways away from October. And this team, honestly, the Marlins, jumping up into contention for their for like the playoffs and becoming a a team that's going to make a run, you know, that's that's kind of out of it's not very likely. 
give give the kid his moment is what I say. Give the kid his moment. Trevor Story hit ten home runs in the month of April. Ties the record for rookies. Woo! I think the Rockies won today. I don't know. I stopped paying attention. <laughs> they <Nolan>. did win. <laughs> They're at five hundred. Woo! Nolan Arenado went yard again today. I'm pretty sure he leads the league. In so we're runs. back to having a bunch of guys who can hit, or I mean, a few guys who can hit, and a bunch of guys who can't, and a bunch of guys who can't pitch. Yay! Right. That's it's that's what it seems to be doing. We're back to the so if you like the same old shit you've seen from the Rockies for the last twenty years, we got more for you. It's it's hard to watch. Luckily, I don't remember that it's on that much. You could stump with. I don't. I don't. Um, Nolan's on pace to hit 74 home runs. Story's on pace to hit 68. Neither of those are going to happen, but nice to see that they care that much. When you're when you're promoting the Rockies, you have to do something. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, free tacos, right? I mean, something about tacos. When they yeah. score seven runs, six runs, something like that. One run? One run? No, no. you get no tacos for that. Two I, runs. I, I think with two runs you can go to a Taco Bell and a Mexican will spit in your mouth. <laughs> and then you get the runs. And then you get the runs. Mm-hmm. Eh? Hot eh? sauce. Eh? <laughs> in your pants. In your pants. And it's okay, I can say Mexicans. Thank you. That's for right, I can say you. pants, because I wear them. I can say pants. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!